Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Rehab Mastery, Edge Mobility System, The Eclectic Approach, and my brand, Modern Manual Therapy. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild, physical therapist with um, Modern Manual Therapy, Modern Patient Education. I think I I caught Andrew doing a little bit of mindfulness. He was a little bit of unaware. (laughs) It was time for his intro. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's good. You should do mindfulness every day. I'm actually trying out the Calm app versus using um, Headspace, and I really, really like it. Have you tried Calm yet? Calm is my go-to. Calm is, been, is my favorite, yes. Yeah, I mean, as much as I like Headspace, because that guy literally has, like, he was born to do mindfulness, I think Calm has much more of a variety, and I like the music to it, too, in the background. I like that. So as I, say, I like the, the music background. You can change the music. They have a lot of good free stuff without even subscribing. I, I, it's definitely my favorite. Right. Check that out if you want to practice mindfulness, which you should be doing for your patients and also just for you, anyone who's alive. Basically, if you, it's indicated if you're a living person. So I have um, a couple of interesting cases, both of which happened maybe three or four years apart. But as a TMJ specialist, I would often see people who um, had a variety of other conditions, and some of them were chronic and some of them were acute. Um, And often I would get prescribed people with Bell's palsy. So I haven't really looked at the literature for Bell's palsy. I don't know if this has ever really been updated, but last time you looked, what did, what is the typical kind of expected recovery and outcomes for Bell's palsy acute? Man, I have not looked at that for a long time either. I mean, I've seen Bell's palsy patients, but it's probably been a good 10 years. And uh, it was very, it was very slow is what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I can tell you is at least what last time I looked at it, which is when I was writing the um, an insurance policy on it, there's a reason why most insurance companies or HMOs don't cover it for eight weeks because something like, I'll just throw out 80% because 80% of things seem to recover within six to eight weeks, like acute low back pain and neck pain, et cetera. But let's just say 80% recover within um eight weeks, whether or not they have any treatment, which is why, um, you know, if if you ever wondered why an insurance company doesn't cover things, it's because obviously it's not in their best interest to cover something that's going to spontaneously resolve. Um, So anytime you see it, it is rare to see, uh, and you're not usually referred an acute Bell's palsy because a lot of doctors realize, um, or patients, by the time they even get around to seeing someone like, oh, this isn't going away, it tends to spontaneously resolve. And it's not like all of the motor all the motor um comes back right away and sometimes you even see people like i have a couple friends who just have like a just a little bit of kind of asymmetrical um like they can't smile symmetrically um etc like i think um oh gosh who's the guy who my wife and i always think he's an actor he played the guy did you ever see that show heroes no or what about this is us (laughs) <laughs> no, oh, well, that's a really great show. But with the, the one of the heads on there, he he always smiles asymmetrically, which makes me think 
that he had a little bit of Bell's palsy and it just didn't fully recover. So anyway, two patients over the course of three years or so, um, they had a chronic Bell's palsy. I mean, we're talking one of them was 20 years ago and another one was probably within two years. And uh, one of them was actually a, a, a local TV personality and I can't exactly obviously say who. Uh, and it's funny, he had a little bit more money than your average patient. The other patient was just like a, just your average teacher, I think, or bus driver. And he had these, like these weights that were made out of gold that he would hang from his eyebrow and um, somehow fasten to his lip. And, and that was like supposed to kind of deform the, the tissue or just kind of make it so that his, his face was a little bit more symmetrical. Uh, I'd never seen that, you know, as an experimental type of treatment and I don't know where he got them, but um, they, they kind of worked. So as I was treating them both for their TMJ and their headaches, normally what I, what I do is some light ISTM to the masseter just to kind of decrease tone so they have a little bit less of uh, threat perception or stretch perception when they open, restore opening, et cetera, et cetera, because many of them have a deviation or you know difficulty opening more than one or two finger widths, and it's difficult to eat and speak. And what I told them um, both is that this, because it's such a long-term condition and, and because you also happen to have Bell's palsy as well as TMJ, you know, the the headaches and the TMJ dysfunction like complaints are probably going to resolve rather quickly, but I, I can't make any guarantees on this chronic condition, especially because you've had facial asymmetry, especially in the one woman's case was 20 years. Um, but I, I, I was really surprised. And this is back before I started transitioning to doing all my ISTM as light as a cat or dog licking you. But I always, even back then, instructed that with tone, you do really slow, light, light strokes because anything pushing harder on tone, it kind of pushes it back at you. Uh, and to my surprise, within you know one visit of maybe 10 minutes of ISTM to the first case, which was the 20-year-old case, her uh, eye was at a, a, like a bit more symmetrical to her other eye. And she her face she couldn't smile but she no longer had a facial droop on the one side and you know after two or three more treatments her face was almost perfectly symmetrical except for she couldn't control it still like you know the only thing i could do was restore the symmetry because i was changing tone but i couldn't restore any oh, motor wow. control because it had just been so long and i i remember she cried because you know, one of the things that, um, I don't know, beauty experts or beauty researchers, if there's such a thing, <laughs> researchers in general think um, one of the ways that they define beauty is symmetry, right? And we notice all these little asymmetries subconsciously when you think someone is either beautiful or good looking or, or you know, um, a lot of people with um, like an asymmetrical chin or an asymmetrical bite, they tend to grow like um, beards or things to hide those things. Um, so yeah, I mean, she, it was the first time she'd been symmetrical in 20 years and she was just so emotional and so grateful. Um, you know, and I got to try it on the other case and it was a very similar thing. I was able to make him symmetrical. Um, but his, his was only a year out. Some of his motor started returning as well. And I just told him to purchase like a DC stem unit and kind of work on that at home. Um, I'm, I was kind of confused at that, even at the time. I'm even more confused now because one of the things I meant to write on one of my Instagram quotes was, nothing has long-term effects. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Would you agree with that? I mean, especially what I also wanted to write, you know, that would be the quote, but the more rapid an effect your treatment has, the there's a significant chance that it's not going to have any kind of long-term effects. So I'm I I was confused that when someone had kind of a high tone facial asymmetry for so long that just after even one session there was a significant difference and I wish I wish I would have taken a before and after picture like Rockabato Rockabato always takes before and after face pictures because typically they have TMJ also has them point to their pain they have headaches you know they have cervical pain you know, point to their pain and they're typically frowning by the end they're like smiling and more symmetrical and they can move better. So that, that I think is a great outcome measure because in their chart, they have like a frown and then, you know, they're, and then they're happy afterwards. And I think it would have been great as a, as a case report, but I never ended up taking pictures. Do you, um, have you ever seen something like that where you saw some sort of, you know, with an underlying pathology of high tone, were you able to just kind of break the tone with a manual technique and have it stick? Yeah. I'm trying to think of like, I feel like I've had some success maybe in the cervical spine, um, but not to that, I guess, rapid degree um, in terms of the initial like reduction. Um, but I have had a couple of cases where I feel like doing some very light manual kind of stuff. And again, sort of, again, in contacts with other types of things of you know, having conversations with patients and assurance and ruling things out, uh, building confidence that have had some very long lasting effects, much more so than what I would have uh, anticipated given that initial sort of presentation. Sure. And I think also you do needling. So that's a bit more, a bit more invasive. And I think one of the power of needling is that it's a really invasive novel technique and that can kind of, yeah. the twitch response can really break tone. So yeah, uh, with, that might be why. You with TMD better... especially, I do see that ver a very rapid change in like mobility, you know, range of motion, symptom reduction when it comes to like headaches and stuff with, uh, with needling. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, so I think those are more interesting cases than anything. I mean, both of them were actually even happier that they had facial symmetry. They probably would have been fine having headaches still <laughs> in TMJ pain. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know what made me think of those, but I thought that uh, it's like, wow, this could be like my new thing. You know, mm -hmm. I could advertise for this, but it's not like you just don't see chronic Bell's palsy. No, enough. not very often. Yeah, yeah. Two in 20 years of uh, practice, that's all I've seen. At least two in two chronic, um, at least, and also after I started doing ISTM, so. Yeah, the one, I've seen one that was chronic and one that was, I guess, sort of, sort of subacute. That, yeah, that was. And it just kind of started resolving on its own. Yeah, and then back then, the only thing I would, you know, it was again like 10 plus years ago, and I was only, I, was, I think I was doing a lot of stim stuff just to get some, you know, some contraction to the muscles going. Right, right. But what the research showed is that uh, STEM didn't, it didn't speed things along, you know, like whether they do yeah. their exercises, whether they do STEM or anything like that. That's why the insurance company doesn't, doesn't cover it at like the acute or subacute because it had no difference. It was just like, it just needed to run its course for whatever reason. People can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at spear underscore physio. It's the uh, best place to find me on social media as well as uh, Modern Patient Education. All right. And he's also one of the mentors in Modern Rehab Mastery. That is our one-of-a-kind three-month um, online mastery program where you get Modern Manual Therapy, Andrew's Modern Patient Education, and Kyle Coffey's Modern Strength Training, or BFR. So 
check that out, modernrehabmastery.com. Check out all of my products. I just recently launched the Edge Mobility Star, a new little ISDM tool that is the Edge Tools BFF. It's a perfect complement for that. The Edge Mobility Gun, so you can save hundreds on our competitors that I won't necessarily name here. Uh, it's a percussion type manual therapy instrument. Untoldphysiostories.com, of course. Tell all your friends and colleagues about our podcast. Make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. You can go to subscribe to your various favorite sources like Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Podcasts on untoldphysiostories.com. Make sure to subscribe to my email list on themanualtherapist.com so you don't miss out on any of our weekly blog updates. So you can also get exclusive discounts on courses and products from Edge Mobility System. And as always, you have a great day.